welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers, and each week we'll be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. With that, I'm ready. Are you ready to get what I me? Yes. Great. How's <laughs> <was> your week? <laughs> it's okay. I'm working, and it's hot, and I have face face maskne as i like to call it which is yeah fun in two ways one oh my face mask is giving me acne two oh my face mask covers up all my acne <laughs> <laughs> it really is just like an ouroboros of like, skincare uh, issues okay. <laughs> that's cool um, yeah i consider today becoming a garbage man garbage woman a garbage woman because yeah. I already deal with shit. I'm already outside in the weather, and I think they get really good benefits. And they, on, they I'm sh- I am almost 100% positive they get paid more because it's usually like a city government job, right? For sure. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot less. And sometimes like matter kids, involved. like love them and they give them Gatorade. No one yeah. gives me fucking Gatorade ever. No one. No one. People a just yell at me. has never given me Gatorade. <laughs> Nor will I don't think ever. in my whole life. Walking down the, the supermarket aisle, some kid runs up to you and hands you a Gatorade. So if anybody oh. has any leads, again, funeral homes and now garbage trucks. I know. think you and I would be an excellent duo of garbage people. We already are in spirit. We might as well make it official. We can heavy lift. We deal with shit. The outdoors. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like you, you know, we're hang gonna be off like- the back of a truck that's dope. Yeah, and you know we're going to be, like, bumping some cool tunes in that truck. Oh, I'm just going to blast my own podcast the whole time. <laughs> and it's perfect because then we don't have to transition into, like, a corporate setting where we have to, like, yeah. get dressed and yes. look presentable. You roll out of bed. You already have a uniform. And if you're the truck guy, I'm sure they take turns, but, like, if you're the driver, you're just chilling. Oh, my God. I know. Ideal. Ideal. It's ideal. <laughs> it's my ideal career. I'm, like, vibing on it right now. I wonder... Yeah. I have to do some research. Anyway, how's your week? Can't just change in the intro. <laughs> we become garbage people. <laughs> We're both real life garbage women. <laughs> yep. Each week we'll talk about trash. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Um, my week. Oh God. You know what? It's been bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bad week. again. This is two bad ones for you in a row. Yeah. I just I've had to deal with like some real big idiots. And I hate that. I hate that for you. Yeah, and I had a migraine last night, and just not good. Did you put a compress on your eyeballs, like I suggested? Yeah, I did. And you know what? It felt really nice. Oh, felt Very nice. And then I got into bed, and I got all cozy, and I fell asleep sitting up again. (laughs) (laughs) So that was weird, and I woke up like an hour later. I was like, time to lay down. (laughs) But other than that, you know what? I have to say, I have to say... What in the grand scheme of things, it could be worse. It could always be worse. <laughs> it Until could it's definitely not. be worse. Until it's not, you know, though. But like, one day it could actually be like the worst. Yeah, that's true. And then when that happens, I'm just going to sit there and be like, I told you. <laughs> I think this is a good time to remind everyone listening that, and everyone listening already knows, but tell your fucking family that- the people at the zoo, the zookeepers, we don't make the rules or the policies, so if we're asking you to wear a mask or socially distance, all of that is coming from above us, the state, whoever, and I'm not trying to take away whatever fake freedom you're pretending the mask gives you, <laughs> but please. <laughs> whatever, like, strange pseudo-freedom you're clinging to. <laughs> please don't cough on me, and if I get shot, I'm gonna fucking- I'm gonna be so mad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt you. I'm gonna shiv. I'm gonna take my leather and I'm gonna shiv you. If my last act on this planet is not retaliation for yeah. being injured by a Republican, <laughs> <laughs> then I have wasted my life. So just be forewarned. I will retaliate. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think. I think yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's something to keep in mind because a lot of zoos are like reopening right now, yes. and all of us just want to stay safe 
because we like believe in science, you know. <laughs> <And> we just <laughs> like really don't want to get what's going around. If you no. catch my drift. So if you could keep your filthy self to yourself, I will keep my filthy self to myself. Yes. And plague then we rat. can just <laughs> we could just be plague rats <laughs> in our own isolated bubbles, not bumping Socially into each other. Distancing plague rats. That's the goal. That's the dream. So that's where we're at. But uh, you know what? The little the silver lining here is that every week I get to come and hang out with all of you. And by yeah. all of you, I mean Flora, because she's the only one here right now. It's just <laughs> But me. I imagine, I imagine all of you. I sit here when I'm speaking and I just think about, <laughs> think about I hate all that. of you. <laughs> I hate that. No one look at me right now. <laughs> um, Just kidding. I don't think about anyone ever. I only think about myself. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to get Dab. into our animal of the week? Take me inside of it, please. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Okay, this week, Let's do it. I asked for a carnivore. Beautiful. Y'all went buck wild. Per they usual. usually do. Per usual. Y'all go crazy. If you guys, anyone out there listening, are interested in having a say in the animals that we talk about each week, consider joining us on patreon.com slash keeperchat. Our animal this week was chosen by our patrons, our lovely, beautiful patrons, which voted for that carnivore, and we are going to talk about the diamondback rattlesnake. Ooh-wee, mama! It's been a hot, a hoot-tootin' second since we talked about a snake. Howdy, y'all! There's rattlers about! Oh, there's a snake! In my boot! In my boot. Oh, hey, y'all. There's a snake in my boot. Oh, fuck. Check your boots. I I only <laughs> think about Texas when I think about rattlesnakes, which is wrong, but Correct. I just think about cowboys, Red Dead Redemption. Yes. Rattlesnakes. Woody from Toy Story. Woody. Woody. Let's do a little <laughs> word association. What do you think of, apart from Texas, Woody, <laughs> cowboys, Red Dead Redemption, when you hear of rattlesnake? I think of babies. Okay. <laughs> I think of dr- sand. Sand, uh-huh. And, like, blackened, rotting flesh. <laughs> the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Babies, sand, and blackened, rotting flesh. <laughs> Those are actually the ingredients to a very powerful smell. <laughs> And I should not have discussed that with you. Please strike my previous <laughs> statement from the record. Or I'll be kicked out of which school. <laughs> no. You're so close to graduation. It was next week. <laughs> we, I know. We were going to graduate together on Zoom and everything. And now it's canceled. I fucking hate Zoom, dude. That's part of what made my week so <laughs> shitty. A goddamn Zoom misunderstanding. Someone kill me. <laughs> Please, God. I okay. think Zoom is like an actual virus i don't know what, where it okay. came from okay. it didn't exist pre-covid and there are so many other like discord is the bomb why yes. is everyone just like download zoom <laughs> who 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 made zoom who made okay. zoom i just feel like at the same time skype sitting there like y'all <laughs> hey skype dropped the skype dropped the ball they had like twenty years <laughs> to get like, this shit unlocked, and they like, did hey, not. Hey, what? Hey, hey, guys, what about us? And you yeah. know the single reason? The, there's one reason why Skype didn't win, and it's because you can never fucking close the application, <laughs> so motherfuckers. True. That's so true, and it'll always run a, a, a background mic, <laughs> like always. Yes. That motherfucker will always ruin anything you do. Uh, I think. I yeah, yeah, I mean, fuck that, right? Okay, so let's talk about the Diamondback Rattlesnake. Um, so there are two main kinds. It's the Eastern and the Western. These guys are endemic oh. to North America. So when we're talking about oh. Eastern and Western, it's specifically in that region. Uh, classification. We're in Phylum Chordata, Class Reptilia, Order Squamata, Suborder I love Serpentes, Family <gasps> Vipiridae. Genus Crotalus. And then you got your two species, your eastern and your western. So the eastern diamondback is the Crotalus adamanteus, and then the western is the Crotalus 
Atrox. Again, they. I feel like that those two things are the things that you utter when you combine the unholy ingredients, the unholy that trilogy. Part, that was also more part of my spell that I <laughs> that we have released into the world that we should not have. So. <laughs> you take the dark trinity, you mix it with the snake. <laughs> Something bad happens. This is what you get. I mentioned that there's the two species. We're going to be specifically yes. focusing on the eastern diamondback for no particular reason except that it's bigger. So that's where we're going with that. Okay. The eastern diamondback is bigger a- is always better, I just gotta say. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> the eastern diamondback is the largest rattlesnake species, and it's okay. one of the heaviest known species of venomous snake. Uh, if you haven't figured it out yet, rattlesnakes are venomous. We'll talk a little He's bit about the, 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 what is that? The mo- modus operandi later. Yeah, your MO, your modus operandi, yee, man. Yee, yee. We're talking about that a little bit later, but just keep that bouncing around the back of your brain hole and we'll come back to it. Okay. I found so much shit about their size. I mentioned it's big, but like, how big is it? There was one that was shot and collected in 1946, and it was 7.8 feet long, or two and excuse me, 2.4 meters. I almost said two and four meters. <laughs> I think my brain stopped Four working. school. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> and then its weight was 34 pounds or 15 and a half gigs. So I have a conspiracy. I'm just going to jut in here really quick. Yeah, get it in. So, so whenever we're talking about like these averages and like the biggest, the biggest one that was found is always like from a long time ago, right? Like it's not like <laughs> yes. yesterday that someone found like the really big one. Uh-huh. So either we're just like killing all things, which is like very like possible, yeah. or these motherfuckers were lying. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my like, god. Like what? Like there was no like he they had just invented the fucking cinema twenty years prior to that. He probably didn't own a camera or anything, and he just, like, comes back from town and is, like, stitched two snakes together and was like, look what I found! It's the biggest rattler! Liar! It's my great-great-grandfather. Don't speak ill of him. Please, believe it or not, there's, like, that monkey that, like, stitched to that fish. Have you ever been to Ripley's? I haven't, no. Sounds like I'm missing out. Uh, yeah, you are. They, uh, have a like a mermaid and it's like a monkey torso stitched to like a tuna bottom <laughs> anyway Cute. that's what i'm picturing this like snake anyway that's just my conspiracy i don't know one or the other we're either killing all big giant things so that like and killing stuff before it can grow to full size or everyone is a liar everyone prior to like current well i mean just now still everyone's a liar yep everyone's a liar. can confirm uh you know what okay. i just while you were talking about that, I just realized I have the perfect description for Zoom. <laughs> yep. I feel like the perfect description for okay. Zoom right now is a plague rat. Is what? Plague rat. Zoom's a plague rat? <laughs> <laughs> like, it is, like, the plague rat. It's gotta be because it. He's a, because he's a, that's what, yeah, I, he's a secret plague rat. Like, yes. He's just like an unassuming rat, whatever, but he's harboring like a deadly virus that's going to implode everyone's fucking computer. Yeah. And he also popped on the scene the moment the world ended. So, yeah, kind of sus. Suspect. (laughs) Going back to the length and size of of our eastern diamondback rattlesnake, uh, the average size is between three and six feet or one to two meters. The average weight is around five pounds which is like two and a half kegs roughly but it can range anywhere between like two and eleven there's a lot of range wow with all things yeah i'm sorry my cat (laughs) weighs more but isn't as one of them does and one of them doesn't one of them is nine pounds sure sure yeah i guess nine it's right in between your two cats huh it could eat my cat oh absolutely like with like very easily could for sure sometimes mia you're in here. I would feed you to that snake. You pissed me off so bad. <gasps> Don't say that in front of her. <laughs> she just like slow blinked at me like, I love you. I'm like, I'm going to feed you to a snake. A big snake. No, no, I would never. Oh, she's going to have nightmares later. Way to go. What does this snake look like? If anyone is unfamiliar, I feel like this is like a big part of uh, 
like uh like american all westerns and stuff same. right all snakes that's gotta be it yeah it's just a big meat tube so if you see it go the other way <laughs> no the uh, diamondback rattlesnake is very distinct coloration yeah. and markings they're a brown gray kind of olive color and over the top on their back they're overlaid with between 24 and 35 black or brown diamonds that have like a yeah. lighter center uh, hence the name. And then each of those diamonds is outlined with a row of cream slash yellowish scales. And toward their tail, the diamonds stop becoming uh, like a distinct diamond shape and they become more of like a band until at the very end, they usually just have like five to ten bands around their tail. Okay. Um. So whoever named them was like extremely creative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they yep. basically looked at it and were like, they got diamonds on the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, flip them over and on the belly they've got kind of a yellowish cream colored belly and then they have modeling along the sides if you look at their heads they have what's called a post ocular stripe which extends yeah. back behind their eye kind of like a like a cat eye wingtip like some yes he's on got, like, point eyeliner makeup footballer like yeah. shit you know <laughs> yeah but but it doesn't just go like back ariana grande style it curves down toward the angle of their mouth so like the corner of their mouth it curves down mm. there which is not how i apply my makeup but maybe i should <laughs> and it uh it's bordered by white or yellow stripes which i gotta i gotta say just really highlights that bold look and i think that maybe they just like fucked around at the sephora counter for a bit <laughs> just decided that's what they were gonna like, go with and take home one of each right <laughs> yeah for sure you had already mentioned some of the common names of the diamondback rattlesnake. I think you mentioned like rattler, right? Yeah, uh, sure. I said that. Yeah. And then they have so many different common names, especially considering that they kind of like span either coast of the United States. Okay. Um, yeah. So oh, you God, know. getting all the different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all those people are definitely just throwing out whatever they can. Is he a can. soda or is he a pop? Both. He's <laughs> <laughs> a soda pop. He, yeah, he, there's, like, Rattler, Diamondback, Rat, like, people call it a rat snake. He's not a rat snake. Oh, but there's just, like, snake. it's, like, you take any syllable from Diamondback Rattlesnake and mix it up and you've got a new name for it. And that's a common gotcha. name. Gotcha. You're probably right. So I mentioned that they're from this, either the east or the west. Uh, the eastern ones are in the southeastern United States, kind of clustered there. And they kind of run in the range from southeastern North Carolina down to Florida okay. and the Florida Keys. And then they kind of like continue west along the Gulf Coast through southern Alabama and Mississippi all the way to southeastern Louisiana. So they kind of got just like a little loop there. Oh, he's just like a muggy boy. All that sounds muggy to me. Ah, oh, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> hot or and, hot and wet. <laughs> he likes the beach. <laughs> yeah. And then the the western ones are just like the flip side. So they're um in the southwestern United States. So you got a lot of California, Arizona, Nevada. That kind so of thing. he's the dry boy. That sounds dry to me. Dry boy. Yep. You're either are dripping you a dry boy or you're dry. <laughs> or, or are you a wet boy? Everyone knows which one I am. <laughs> Funny, Always <you> dripping. Know. <laughs> uh, as far as habitats go. That, okay. No, yes. I, that is in reference. Cause, like, that, that is no, in it's, reference better, it's better unsaid. <laughs> that something happens. Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> Good, get good. a runny nose. That's all. Yeah, that's good. all. Okay, yeah. That's what you think. I'll tell you guys <laughs> what it is later. <laughs> okay, habitat-wise, they're found, uh, like, they're really hardy, and they can do well in a ton of different areas. So they're found in, like, forests, sandhills, marshes, woodlands, whatever. Like, they're just, they can kind of do it all. Can't flip this boy over. He's good to go. <laughs> um, oftentimes... They're going to seek out burrows that were previously dug by other animals. Um, so, like, gophers and gopher tortoises are a big burrow-digging animal. Yeah. And so they tend to, like, just kind of take over take over that property once it's gone. It's a perfect, well, he's got, perfect way. Know, he's got arms. Yes. Which, like, whenever you're digging, is, like, super helpful. Yes. And our man and does not have any arms, so he's got to go. got no goddamn arms. He's got to go with one Made by a man with arms. <laughs> it's a really good symbiotic relationship. Man, just like looking at Pixie, he's so thick. Like when you talked about how heavy he is, right. he's just so wide. Yes, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, a muscle. It's a, yeah. So he's a, like some snakes are noodly. 
He's certainly no Slim Jim, that's for sure. He's not a Slimothy Jimothy at mm-hmm. all. No, he's a Slamothy Jamothy. <laughs> he's a Slamma Jamma, that man. That mamma. That handless man. <laughs> this man, look at this handless man and tell me how much he slam. <laughs> he's always slamming uh he's a terrestrial boy so he's gonna hang out yeah most of the time on the ground he's not great at climbing because he got no hands (laughs) again the the all comes back to it yes we're gonna keep revisiting that fact but he can he has been observed sometimes in bushes and trees and usually when this is happening is when he's fleeing from a threat or he's like just getting on that prey you know he's like being the predator he is i would hate if rattlesnakes yes came at you from above and below or even from the side oh my god (laughs) you know what i'm saying like you there's just one in a bush just like uh, yeah just like horizon like at your eye level just looking at you please don't (laughs) please spare me please i i understand you're your dilemma, your handless <laughs> dilemma. I I understand and I sympathize. So I mentioned he'll he'll kind of um take over those burrows, but he uses them as shelter if he's trying to flee from threats. And okay. most often he will emerge in the early morning or in the afternoon to bask in the heat. Um, yes, but he's gonna go so- hunting in like the morning or the afternoon. Rattlesnakes, contrary to I guess what some people believe, are excellent swimmers. And Ooh. he has been observed swimming several miles off of land. So maybe he is what? coming at you from the side. <laughs> what? Yeah, they, they've they been found several miles offshore swimming. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me, hear, yes. hear me out. Why? Where's he going? He's just, you know what? Where's he going? Do you have to go anywhere or is the journey the point of the whole thing? Why the snake crossed the river? I guess they eat fish though, huh? I mean, why can't why can't a man fish? You teach a man to fish <laughs> that has no hands. Here's he's got. Nope. Here's here's the proverb for a week. Here's the proverb. Okay. You, you teach a handless man to swim, he learns <laughs> them be fish in the ocean. <laughs> That's it. That's what it is. It's got to be it. it. Fresh from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I read that. I have that version. <laughs> Darwin covered it in my witch class. <laughs> it's Darwin 42069. <laughs> <laughs> god okay <laughs> this is bad i'm sorry if you're offended uh okay let's I'm see not. let's see let's see <laughs> i retract your apology for you <laughs> deal with it just kidding i'm not sorry be offended don't be a fucking snowflake <laughs> <laughs> uh so i mentioned that at the beginning of this he's a carnivore right that's what i wanted to talk about so that means that he's yeah. eating other animals so I, why couldn't he eat a fish things. that's what i think for the most part, he's going to consume ground-dwelling mammals, birds, large insects, etc. A large insect? Yeah, you know, if the pickings are slim, you got to go with <laughs> what's there. Can you imagine just, like, walking past a snake and he just, like, slarps a cricket up? would <laughs> be like, bud, you good? Bud, you need some help, bro? <laughs> My bud, is there something you I can do? You slurped a cricket? I'd give him a Slim Jim, that's for sure. He's got issues if that's where he's bottom of the barrel, you know? Yeah, not very good. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Times are tough. He does have some predators he's got to watch out for. So things like hawks and eagles. I'm going to swoop down and attack him from above. But other snakes can also prey on, like, the adolescents. Also, humans, because, duh, we kill everything. We eat the best. I guess I just immediately assumed we eat them, but we don't. Some people eat them. But for For the most part, yeah, for sure. That's like a whole thing. Are we going to talk about where like their venom is and stuff? Because yes, how you eat him without well, he's just venomizing not, he's, he's yourself. Just not, he's not teeming with venom. He's not coursing it's through not. him. No. What if his venom glands were like the whole length of his body? That would be smarter. <laughs> that would be smarter. <laughs> that's, that's a big fuck you in the afterlife for sure. So I guess if you avoid the face, you're solid. Yeah, but how many people would just like eat a face? Minus Hannibal Lecter. I've eaten a face. The little uh, crawfish broils. You suck their brains out. Right. But like what I'm saying is like who goes for the face first when you got a whole meat log just like oh, waiting oh, oh. I see to you're be saying. eaten. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not against eating a face. Let me His just say that. All- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm at a buffet and there's face to be had, I'm going to put a little, I'll make some room on my plate for a bit of face. 
uh, Mason say that. Berger, anyone, he, his cheeks, ate his own cheeks. His nose. What are you feeding my dogs? <laughs> I'm full of myself. <laughs> <laughs> How do they hunt? They have a very interesting and specific method of hunting. Okay. For the most part, they're ambush predators. Which are, yeah. yeah, so that means that they're going to, like, wait, lie in wait for their prey to kind of, like, come by. Because they just look like dirt. Like, they blend. Yeah, and that's what I'm exceptionally saying. Exceptionally like well. They fit into everything. If you're gray and brown and you got a little bit yeah. of cream, you're going to blend Leaf. into everything. They like, don't call it neutral for bark. nothing. <laughs> yeah, sand, dirt, tree. He is all those patterns and colors like it just blends i have a question i'm talking about like uh like neutral like color uh clothing neutrals here you know how they say okay, like okay. denim is a neutral it's considered a neutral because it is goes it? with everything yeah oh okay so here's what i'm saying if this boy made a jean would we see him <laughs> if he has his he's a denim canadian, man canadian tuxedo suit, is this? <laughs> canadian yes on would we see him probably not because he's neutral you'd overlook him because there's so many there's all those like old jeans and stuff that live in the woods yeah like he would just blend in with all of those old jeans i can't tell you how many hikes i've been on and it's just been jean as far as the eye can see (laughs) you can't get past the jeans (laughs) that's what it is on your left jeans on your right jeans in the trees jeans in our seas oh (laughs) (laughs) i'm going jiking later Catch y'all on the flip. <laughs> Going jiking, is that what you said? Yeah. That sounds like a fucking slur. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. I'm sorry, it's jean hiking. <laughs> it's jean hiking. That is what you Jean-hiking. have to fucking, you absolutely have to call it that. You are not allowed to say <laughs> the, the fucking, the other uh, one. <laughs> shortened version of that. Thank you. The other one. Okay, so anyway, he ambush. <laughs> he lie in wait. He waits. <laughs> he is. He, he waits for he that. Is, he is, he is. Okay, so what he's going to do, he's going to wait there. He's going to yeah. flick his tongue in and out. Same. And what's going to happen is he's picking up odor particles from the air. And this is helping yes. him kind of like detect his prey. And this is super handy because even in the dark, when he can't really see anything, his like olfactory senses are so attuned to what's going on around him and they're so sensitive. That he can basically see. So let me explain this. So he's picking up those odor odor particles, bringing them up to what's called the Jacobson's organ, which is on the roof of his mouth. And that's what's like interpreting what's going on and like lets him know where the prey is. And then the he also has um, these heat sensitive pits on either side of his head. They're kind of like near where his eyes are. And those he can actually use to see a heat image of prey in the dark uses like the same optic nerve basically that like his eyes do to transmit okay. that information to his brain and it goes to the same like center of his brain that uh, processes optic information so he's basically wow. seeing he's heat, seeing it which if you had seen tremors you would know it's <laughs> <laughs> a great fucking movie <laughs> is that what kevin bacon does in that movie yeah, actually. He takes his tongue out and slurps the sand and he can fucking see into the future or something. He uses his Jacobson organ and he sees in the dark. Yeah, that's, yep, that's what it what is. What a skill. What a skill. That's what I'm saying. I would, I don't feel like that's something that I need. Like, there's plenty of things that animals do that I'm like, fuck, that'd be dope. But, like, licking air to, like, get a better visual of my surroundings, mm-hmm. to me, I would pass Okay. On that. Okay, so that's not your superpower. That's fine. Right. Like, that's just not for me. Well, maybe one of these later will be, like, your superpower of choice. Sure. Sure. He's got plenty of other attributes sure. so to choose from. The point of all of this is he's an excellent predator. Very, very good. Yeah. Day or night. Day or night. All night, baby. If he's toasty, he can go all night long. <laughs> it's not if, but when. <laughs> <laughs> Generally speaking, let me just put this out here. Rattlesnakes are not... <laughs> generally speaking they're not aggressive they're not really aggressive they are very strong due to their size but there's this like whole misconception that they're extremely aggressive and that's not the case i believe it he looks friendly he's got a little like got a little smirk on him doesn't he like he's got a secret but like, here's I think what happens. he has a temper, but I, I wouldn't say he looks mean. Well, and I think the temper is coming from, like, a legitimate threat to his life, which so it's justified. Yes. But here's what happens. So if the rattlesnake has been threatened, 
Uh, mm-hmm. He will use his rattle, which is like the namesake, yeah. of course. And this can be up to a distance of like 20 to 30 feet away or six to nine meters away. So like if you come okay. within that distance, he might start rattling at you because like, yeah. he's like that's like his whole warning to be like, hey, back off. I don't want to like you to come near me, which like right now that I'm thinking about it would be perfect in the time of coronavirus. If I had a fucking <gasps> rattle. No one Just would want to come near me. Rattle. Oh my god. So he's going to employ that to try to get the threat to leave. Additionally, he's going to raise the front half of his body off the ground and he kind of takes mm-hmm. this like S-shaped coil so that he can face forward but also kind of rear back if he needs to strike. Uh, But it also puts all of his body together, so he's less exposed. So there's a good reason. He's just not trying to be this, like, spooky dick. And then... What a, like, auditory landmine. Like, if he sees you way before you see him. Oh, for sure. Well, he can, like, smell you. Like, yeah, yeah. you enter, like, a patch, and, like, that's what you hear. I would shit myself, because he could be anywhere. Absolutely. He's going to do all these things to try to keep you from coming near, because he's terrified, this poor man, this handless man. He doesn't want to get stomped. He's just trying to do his thing. He live his gene life. <laughs> protect his head for when you stomp him. Exactly. So you got to be nice to him. He can strike at a distance of a third of his body. So if you remember, they're anywhere between okay. like three to six feet long. That's still a pretty big striking distance away. And he can stand his ground and repeatedly strike if needed. But most often he's going to try to flee. So he'll strike and then slither away to try to get away from you. Dip, yeah. A lot of times this happens is he does it like backwards because he'll go to like back into his shelter. Okay. So you can't get to him as little like burrow and stuff. So here's a myth. One that I came across was that the diamondback rattlesnake must rattle before striking. It's like a, like they're connected in some way, but that's not actually true. What? They can still strike when it's silent. Who the hell wrote that? That make any damn sense. I don't know. It's these fucking people, dude. <laughs> it's these fucking, fucking people. people. That, they always gotta say. They always gotta make up something about something, you know? God. Well, there's like 80 common names for this thing, so that's the same fucking people. But um, <laughs> those processes aren't connected at all. They can strike without rattling if they don't feel like warning you. Yeah. They can rattle without striking if whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. That's his freedom. Yeah. Long story short, don't come near him. A lot of times, though, he's not going to employ this rattle when he's hunting, which is the whole reason I brought this up, is that oh, for sure. obviously he wants to stay silent because he wants to succeed in his in his, uh, in his his hunting, so he's going to do that ambush instead. As for like the type of food that he eats, I already mentioned the different types of mammals and such, but because yeah. he's so big, he doesn't really have to be too selective with the type of food that he consumes, and he can pretty much eat anything he can catch. Okay. It's been reported that he can, you know, eat, like, Tons of rabbits and, you know, like a house cat is, like, not that big a deal for him. Um, right. But one was observed eating a young wild turkey. Which, like, Gah. those things are pretty big. <laughs> That's and pretty they're big. So, I don't know. I feel like a turkey is, like, so much gross. Like, their leg part can't be good. Well, they got that, that snood. <laughs> that snood. Now that's, a, now, that's a face that I can't eat. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about, we have a bonus episode on the turkey, and Fauna blows my mind <laughs> about turkeys. It has this, like, erect thing. You gotta listen. You gotta go to patreon.com slash chat and look up the bonus episode turkey. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. I Pause this episode whole... right now. Go listen to turkey, and then come back, and you'll <laughs> and understand what back, we're saying. And then, yeah. It just has too many bits that don't sound good. So, that, yeah, that seems like a... That could not have been his, like, first choice. A whole juvenile turkey. That's, I think that's one that you eat the ass first. At least for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when they when they do actually get their prey, what they do is they'll rear back, they strike it, they inject okay. it with venom, and they release it, and they let it go off. And so they're going to follow that scent trail that it leaves back to wherever it died. And that's okay. the easiest way, because then they don't have to struggle with this dying animal. They don't have to, yeah. like, bite it again. They basically just one and done it, and then wait for it to die easy so he's like the assassin like animal oh yeah that's a really good way to put it like the the boas all those constrictors are like the rogues like they have to like fight you (laughs) yeah for sure or not rogues uh what's the brawly one like the tank the muscle yeah like the muscle Mm -hmm, for sure and then these guys are like actual assassin. like oh hold on you've been injected bye i'm like just gonna wait much better oh for sure that's definitely my like preferred i think method to be killed and to kill <laughs> <laughs> one in the same yeah 
Okay, really quick, we're going to talk about their reproduction, and then we'll kind of get back to the venom, because there's a lot more okay. to say on that. But uh, they are ovoviviparous. There we go. <laughs> uh, we talked about that before, but that's where the embryos develop inside eggs, which remain inside the mother's body until they're ready to hatch. So they're doing the live birth thing, and the embryos yeah. within don't receive nourishment through the placental connection with the female that most Kay. other ones that develop inside do. But they rather get it from, uh, like, a yolk sac or, like, her uterine secretions. Yum. Gotcha. Yummy. Sounds so good. I and love then that. I found a few different things talking about their gestation. One thing said 90 days. One said, like, six months. So who the fuck knows? I guess somewhere in between. Those are different. <laughs> Those are a little bit different. And the brood size is anywhere between 7 to 21. So the average is right there in the middle, around 12. Okay little bit higher but when the young are born they're encased in a clear membrane and then they okay. like use their little snout to like poke through it and then they Aww. take their first little breath oh life finds a way uh they will stay with the female for 10 to 20 days before they're pretty much out on their own to hunt find cover do their own thing like that's just it they're good uh that's all it takes wow. which just like really puts into purse into into what hold on puts into context but. there we go just how weak and untalented I am. Right. Yeah. It's like a slap in the face, you know, every yeah. day you get reminded. <laughs> trash, garbage people. It's our calling. We're not saying that, that people that pick up trash are bad. We're just saying that. Oh, no. No. They, <laughs> they're they're honestly God. the heroes of society. Are you fucking kidding me? I would yeah. be lucky. So when they're born, the babies are between 12 to 14 inches long, which is 30 to 36 centimeters. A Mm-hmm. They're absolutely the Slimothy Jimothy. I'm a venomous worm. Don't you fuck with me. And their appearance is similar to the adults, but they don't have the rattle at the tip of their tails. Instead, baby. they just have a little button. What? Yeah, it's just a little button. They don't have a rattle. They have a button. It's just a nub. Uh-huh. They call it a button. Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the cutest thing. I love thing. that. <laughs> Coraline who? Button. <laughs> What a button on my butt. <laughs> At one to two weeks old, they'll have their first shed, which Aww, is, for shed. if anyone is unfamiliar, it's when the, sh- the snake will shed their skin and they leave this like beautiful spooky thing and they it's how they get bigger. Okay, I see now a picture of a baby and he's all head. <laughs> their heads are so big <laughs> and he's just like a noodle. He's like a sperm. He is a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> so during baby's first shed, they will in fact create their first rattle segment and it happens subsequently with each shed yeah so another myth here about rattlesnakes is that while every shedding does add length to their rattle you cannot necessarily tell the age of a snake by the number of rattle segments because those segments can break off like yeah anytime so uh, if there's there's like only a couple it doesn't mean that this snake isn't five thousand years old pretty good chance but (laughs) you don't know for sure (laughs) um so don't assume Make an ass out of you Never and me. Assume. <laughs> exactly. So the inside, okay, this is where I'm showing how stupid I am. Okay, good. Inside the rattle. Yes. What's in there? Nothing. Because it's the shed, like, going out further than the end of the tail? Or is there, like, fleshy bit to the end? No, that can't be right. No, I think it's just the, the like, layers of shed, which is why it rattles. I didn't find a whole lot of information on what makes the rattle rattle, but that's a really good question. Like, because I've seen a shed of, or I've seen like a whole one, mm-hmm. but the, that must be from a dead one, right? Because they're not shedding the whole thing, the, right? What do you mean, the whole thing? Like, the entire fucking thing. Like, if there's, sh- if like a piece breaks off, yeah, they still have a rattle. Yeah. I mean, yeah, presumably. But, like, haven't you ever just seen, like, a rattle? Yeah. Like, in your hand? Yeah. So, but an adult would never, like, lose all its pieces at once, I guess. I think that's pretty unlikely. Damn, here's a man taking a box cutter to the inside of a rattle. Oh. You can find everything on the internet. What's inside this thing? Yeah, I think it's weird that it's, like, because, yeah, it's hollow. Mm Mm-hmm. It's hollow, and it comes from the segments vibrating up to 50 times a second. Fuck. Look at that. I just think it's such a weird 
thing. Like, what if, like, your fingernail just grew extra long and you could make noises? I was just thinking about that. Like, what if I trimmed my fingernails and I just put them in a little vial and I rattled them around if I got nervous? That'd probably make you nervous, wouldn't it? another adaptation I just don't really need (laughs) from this snake. But this guy doesn't have hands, so he's got to figure out something, you know? Right. The handless man. What him hands do. Him (laughs) hands do nothing because he doesn't have them. What a just bizarre adaptation. Just bizarre. Yeah, but it's handy, Give you know? Give the man's <laughs> vocal cords. <laughs> he doesn't need them. So he them. can be like, hey, quit. Hey, fucko. I'm gonna bite you. So they can live up to uh, 20 plus years. And this is often observed, like, in human care. So in, like, a zoo setting, okay. a lot of time they could live well into that. But oftentimes in the wild, it's a lot less because of hunting and human expansion and that human conflict. Wild-caught adults can be difficult to maintain in human care, but the captive-born individuals do really well. uh, And they pretty readily feed on the provided food sources. Um, Generally speaking, they're only going to eat, like an adult eats on average every two weeks. The young will eat every one week. But that's one of the things that is such an issue with trying to keep like wild-caught rattlesnakes in like a zoo or something is they just they're used to hunting their own prey so they don't want this like thing that you gave them (laughs) plus they're not used to like receiving that right so like they it's part of like their feeding strategy is they like go through that hunt for it whereas the ones that are born and raised in captivity that's all they ever know so they readily eat what you offer them um but they do have a lot of restrictions and requirements like all reptiles do um so this is not I wouldn't ever recommend someone have a rattlesnake as a pet. Like, that's Holy not F, a good idea. No. I don't. Venomous snakes freak me the fuck out, man. Yeah, for sure. I am no. I think I've mentioned this before. Like, I, I'm no. We worked at a place that had venomous. I have no desire to work with venomous. No. That was just, like, not a thrill for me. Yeah. At all. No. Thank you. No. So, yeah, they have a number of different things that they have to put in place if they're going to keep them in, in, like, a human setting. So. Just keep that in mind. Uh, they are often called the most venomous snake in North America, the diamondback rattlesnake. And okay. they have the longest fangs in proportion to the length of any rattlesnake species. Great. Um, so, for example, if you have an eight-foot diamondback rattlesnake, they'll have uh, just over an inch eight long <laughs> fangs. Oh, it's yeah. too long. So then we're going to talk a little bit about like how they strike and how that venom works. It's pretty interesting. They can strike at a speed of five tenths of a second. Um, Great. Barely even have time to notice. And then the venom is coming from glands above their upper jaw and it flows through a duct and out uh, through the tip of their fangs. Those fangs are hollow. So they kind of house that duct and they allow the injection of the venom into whatever prey is there. They have a very high venom yield. It averages 400 to 500, or excuse me, 400 to 450 milligrams. The maximum can be upwards of 1,000 milligrams. And then uh, for context, the estimated human lethal dose is around 150 milligrams. Oh. (laughs) So a lot. Over fucking kill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like quite literally overkill. Yes. The venom has been widely studied for a lot of pharmaceutical uses because it, it does a number of really interesting crazy things to the body when it's injected yeah and so they're able to like use that just as a lot of different things tissue <laughs> for sure yeah so there's a lot of information out there about exactly what enzymes are part of it and what they all do but the shorthand is that there's the venom contains an enzyme called crotalase which clots fibrinogen fibrinogen is a protein complex made in our livers that circulates in the blood of all living vertebrates and it's important because it helps aid in our ability to clot blood and stop bleeding during an injury. So if we mm. like get cut or whatever, the fibrinogen is going to what, be what helps stop the bleeding and help us heal that shut, heal right. that wound shut. Um, so the venom is one that basically fucks with this this protein that we have, and it, it, it inhibits our ability to do that. <laughs> so if you're a prey species, this is obviously not handy because you'll just keep bleeding and it, it can kind of fuck with a lot of other things too. The venom itself is considered highly necrotizing, and it also, it does a lot of other things, but one thing is that can promote inflammation in the area, it can result in severe pain, and drastic hypotension, which is low blood pressure. And your shit rots off. Yeah. (laughs) Overall, not great. 
So what happens when you're bit specifically? The symptoms of a rattlesnake bite include inflammation at and around the area of the bite. You get bleeding at the site. There's going to be numbness in your face or limbs, lightheadedness, weakness, nausea and vomiting, sweating, salivating, blurred vision, difficulty breathing, and those are just kind of the immediate symptoms. And a sense of <laughs> existential dread. I thought you were going to say ecstasy. And a sense of ecstasy. <laughs> and riding that high. Ecstasy. <laughs> and then it gets worse and worse and worse because it basically like shuts down your organs and all that fun stuff, right? Yeah. I feel like you need like immediate assistance, yeah? Like, Absolutely. Immediate. Absolutely. What I was going to talk about next is actually what you should do if you're ever bitten by a rattlesnake. Should I yes. suck the venom out? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely something you don't want to do. I'm going to go through the things that you should do, do first. Fucking anything. And then we'll go through okay. some of the myths. Okay, cool. So cool, if, cool, cool. if anyone listens to only one segment of this, let it be the beginning where we were funnier. <laughs> Avoid this boring part at the end. Just kidding. Listen to this part so you know what to do. If you're bitten by a rattlesnake, first off, you should move away from the snake and to avoid any additional strikes and try to remember details about what snake bit you this is really handy for any of the medical selfie you know yeah if you can just like get pull up like insta post post it to your story (laughs) and post that bitch to your story you'll have it forever oh no do snapchat because then you, you can have the location on oh but you know but if and that's you, where they can come get your corpse yeah from. but if you scroll through too quick when you're watching that story you're gonna oh, miss fuck. it sometimes True. you can't replay it uh so yeah you're gonna try to remember as many details as you can think things like size color markings to help with identification and this is gonna be handy for the people trying to treat you so they know what to do <laughs> you also need to seek immediate medical care and if possible call for an ambulance right away yeah yeah um, you also want to make sure that you try to stay as still as possible since the movement is going to expedite or increase blood flow and it's going to expedite the venom moving through your body. So you want to try to stay still. If you can, carefully remove any tight clothing or jewelry before the swelling kind of starts to occur. Yeah. Uh, and you want to actively allow the wound to bleed. Don't try to like staunch it or clean it or anything like that. Just let it bleed. I don't know how true this is, but I saw a couple of reports that said that they, this could be helpful in the sense that if you can like let it bleed and not staunch it, then you might have less venom in you than you would have yeah. otherwise. Or if there's like some still like on the surface of your skin, if you like slap a towel on it, you're just like milk, like just fucking milking it in there. <laughs> yeah, rubbing it, it in. Just <laughs> Making it, it worse. In. Yeah, that was actually my next point. Don't wash the wound with anything. Um, just okay. leave it there. You do have trace amounts of venom on your skin. And obviously, you don't want to reinfect yourself with more venom. So literally, stop, drop, call, and cry. <laughs> like, don't do anything fucking else. <laughs> no, it's literally stop, drop, strip, and cry. <laughs> yes. And call for help. And call. Yeah. Stop, drop, call, strip, cry. I love that. It's simple. It's simple. It's like the Macarena, but with snake bites. <laughs> Here's a question you may or may not know, because uh-huh. I don't know. If I'm like out and about, yeah. there's there's other thing other kinds of rattlesnakes, right? Other than diamondbacks. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. So is there like non venomous? I mean I, I there's probably snakes who pretend to be this, right? Like who, a like, like a rattlesnake? Venomous? Yeah, I guess. I yeah, I mean I think like mimicry is anywhere. But like if I get bit by something with a rattling tail, I should just oh. probably assume it's a fucking diamondback, yes. right? I mean that's what my I mean, if you're freaking out... Yeah, I would assume that it's venomous. Yeah, if you're freaking out, you probably can't, like, immediately bring to memory, like, what a diamondback actually looks like. Yeah, well, I mean, it's in the name, right? But <laughs> but if there's, like, a mimicked one, it could, like... Yes. No, I know what you're sit saying. sit there and analyze, like, the length of the fucking scales. <laughs> Just, like, assume you're gonna die and call... 911. It's probably going to cost $9,000 for an ambulance ride to find out it was like a garter snake, but <laughs> I guess it's better than being dead. I know, and it's so convenient that these are only found in the U.S. where our healthcare is garbage. Our healthcare is garbage! <laughs> no, the, no, you're absolutely right. Like, if you get bit by some, like, a snake and you don't know what it was, like, you didn't see it or you can't accurately identify it or, like, it's rattling, just assume that it's pretty bad and go through the proper steps to make sure you don't make it worse and get yourself immediate medical attention. 
Yeah. Um, that's always good. A good rule of thumb. Um, so what I was going to say, kind of going off that not washing the wound, it's also handy if you do have trace venom on your skin um, because it can help your medical team identify uh, the antivenom that they need to use as well. So yeah, that can also be handy. So again, don't wash it. Just let it bleed. Um, try to remain calm. <laughs> you know, this is probably a very scary moment. Right. But anxiety and panic are going to increase your heart rate, which will again cause the venom to more quickly spread throughout your body, which we want to minimize. If you start to experience signs of shock, try to lie down on your back and raise your feet slightly. One caveat, important caveat to this, is that yeah. if you are bitten bit. anywhere on the lower half of your body, don't raise your legs. Don't do that. You're just pouring the venom into your heart. <laughs> yeah. You just think about it that way. If you lift up anything above your heart, you're pouring the venom into your heart. No, that's Stop it. That's exactly what it is. It allows the venom to more quickly reach, or the, the envenomated blood to more quickly reach your heart. So if wherever you are bitten... Don't raise it above the level of your heart. Just let it kind of lie there. But if you are experiencing that and you can safely do it without making things worse, try to kind of lay down and keep warm. Don't cut the wound and don't suck the venom out. And don't let anyone do either of those things. You're just introducing mouth bacteria. You're potentially ingesting venom. (laughs) Like, it's just not good all around. Like, if a doctor came to you and, like, gave you a flu shot into your, like, fucking veins yeah could you then go after and like suck the flu shot out no that's not how life works so it doesn't work with a snake bite either at the same time though i feel like the people that would do that like don't use their brain right? <laughs> just, just in general i just did a quick googly google while mm-hmm. you were talking because it i just made me it made me think about like how much would it cost to get bit by a snake you know okay sure uh for and i didn't do a whole lot of research because i just clicked the first link uh a girl in indiana got bit by a copperhead at camp and she was uh helicoptered uh air ambulance to Mm -hmm. a hospital um once the van like got to the forest service Mm -hmm. and she had to have four bottles of (sighs) anti-venom and so her bill was 142,938 dollars wow for like the um, actually, it's not even for the ride, the helicopter ride. That actually, and those are like fifty thousand dollars. Actually, yeah, I can't. I'm not gonna read. There's an itemized thing. I'm, not, I'm literally not gonna look at that. But anyway, so anyway, uh, hell, yeah. But it, but it says the bo- the bottles of vial, the vials of antivenom are three thousand dollars a piece. Woof. But a Mexican version is two hundred dollars. So I guess you could go to Mexico real quick and get it fixed. That would be. Difficult to do. Yeah, $67,000 for four vials of anti-venom. Damn. Yeah, that's wicked. Snake bite in North Carolina costs $89,000. More than I make. <laughs> More than I make in a year. <laughs> Dude. Like, just don't far. get... That's a good reason to... Don't fuck with snakes. Don't fuck with them. Do you have one hundred and fifty k in your savings? Nope. Yeah? Nope. Okay, <laughs> fuck with the snake. If you don't, don't fuck with the snake. Don't fucking do it. Two more things to do if you're bit yeah. by a snake. Uh, one of them is one thing not to do. Don't use okay. a tourniquet in the area. Um, I think the idea yeah. is to try to keep, like, restrict the envenomated blood from coming further into your body. But you're just going right. to fuck up your entire whatever you're tourniqueting. And then you also don't want to apply any ice or water. And then the most important one is that you try to reach medical help within 30 minutes of your bite. 30 minutes. (laughs) If it goes untreated, your body functions will break down over the course of two to three days, and it will result in severe organ damage or death. Fuck. And I feel like you lose, even in 30 minutes, you can lose, like, limbs and, like, fingies and stuff, I think. Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to act fast. that shit works like crazy. Take the tight clothing off. You take the jewelry off to kind of keep that from happening just as a side effect and try to keep yourself calm. Like all of that is with that in mind. So stop, drop, strip. (laughs) Cry. Cry, call. I would. Where's call? Okay. I'm putting it too far in the back. Yeah. I'm putting it too far in the back. No, I'm going to say first one. Stop, leave, call, strip, drop, cry. Yeah, because you have a good couple minutes to start stripping. Like, it's not, yes. you're going to swell. Right, but you want to lay You're going to swell within five minutes, but 
You want to leave first because otherwise he might just bite you again. He's just going to bite you again. Make it worse. So you got to get out of there. But you also want to call pretty early on. <laughs> you want to feel like you, you can come call back. I mean, <laughs> before you start stripping for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to wait to make that call until you're naked. <laughs> you can leave and call like simultaneously. Oh, there you I go. Mean, that, you know, like two, two for, for one. one. Yeah, for sure. I can put you on speaker and be strip. I could be stripping right now. Nobody knows. And crying. <laughs> I'm always crying. I've never stopped. But the the outlook for a snake bite is actually pretty good as long as you nice. seek medical attention pretty early on. You do end up using anti-venom. Yeah. Venom collected from a specimen that they're able to uh, repurpose into like an antidote is what it is. Science, man. It's Whatever incredible. That is. It's fucking that crazy. insane. <laughs> yeah. um, one thing I want to talk about really quick as it relates to zoos is like you mentioned earlier that we've worked at places that house venomous snakes. Yeah, and it's horrifying. Well, you and I have never been part of that world no every zoo enter the building <laughs> yeah no thanks zoos that do house them though have a lot of like emergency protocols in place and a lot of like plans and stuff and i know like at my zoo i think at most zoos that has venomous they have some sort of like emergency code for an envenomation yes. yes which is all like fascinating obviously you never want that to happen but it's all fascinating how that works like i know at my place they have they have all these things they have to do they have like snake bite alarms that they test every so often and yeah um they have like people on speed dial at like the hospital and you, there's like a phone list of people you have to call because they work with so many exotic like venomous species that they have to have like this expert on the line and like there's only certain places that have like anti-venom and it's a whole thing so yeah i mean zeus put a lot of like work into that to keep all of that like on their radar but it's Safe, just that yeah. shit you don't think about you know Right. Yeah, you see, like, you go to the zoo and you see, like, a copperhead or a rattlesnake and you don't think about, like, behind the scenes, like, how are you servicing this enclosure? How are mm -hmm. you feeding this animal without subjecting yourself to getting envenomated? I've seen awful photos of Ugh. just, like, awful blackened, swollen hands. Yikes. With all of that in mind, I do want to okay. say that the best method of not getting bit is to avoid fucking with them. Completely. <laughs> yeah. If you're in a space in an area that is known to having rattlesnakes of any kind or venomous snakes of any kind, just keep an eye out is the best thing. And an ear out. Yeah, and an ear out. Like, watch where you're going. If you hear something rattling, leave. Don't try to find it. Don't try yeah. to, like, get closer. That thing is warning you. It doesn't want to be fucked with. So leave it alone. And yes. one other thing that I will say is that it is, like, rampant. Like, I feel like with snakes in general, but especially with venomous snakes, people's immediate knee-jerk is to kill it. But, like, just in general, just because something has the ability to harm you doesn't mean that you should kill it. And I think right. it's just, like, a really shitty thing that, like, people do all the time. Like, how many people have you heard out there, like, oh, I saw a snake and I killed it with a shovel? Like, well, fuck you, dude. Like, if that thing was right. just fucking chilling. So don't do that. They're a valuable part of the ecosystem. They control rodent populations. You know, they help keep different animals in check. They're obviously predators, which are just important in general to all the prey mm -hmm. species that live there. They're a really part, important part of the ecosystem, and they have inherent value. So I just think it's, like, shitty. I just think it's generally very, very shitty that people, like, see a venomous snake and are automatically like, well, let's kill it. Well, those same people are just like... Ah, fuck rats. Like, why are there fucking bubonic plague rats everywhere? Yeah. And then it's like, well, you killed all the snakes. <laughs> uh-huh. So what the fuck do you want to happen? Well, that's what I was going to say. If you see a rattlesnake, like, in your backyard or whatever, like, wherever you are, they're there because of a rodent infestation. They're not just chilling. Like, they're there because there's, like, a buffet nearby. Right. If you want to get rid of the snake, get rid of the food supply, and then they'll just leave. But, like, if you yeah. see one, don't try to fuck with it. Just, like, move away from it. It doesn't want to fuck gone. with you either. And I think we mentioned this in another, maybe in, like, BOA or something, but it's worth re-mentioning. Um, a lot of places, if you call your local fish and game, like, if you have a rattlesnake on your property, um, or even any snake, you don't know what it is, and you call them, they'll come out and, like, relocate it for you. Yeah. It's totally chill, and you don't just have to go out there and try to kill it with a shovel because... Right. You're not cool and you're not brave for doing it. You're just an asshole. There we go. Just a big a-hole. Done. The human snake conflict is a really big one. I think like all throughout popular media, of course, like yeah. snakes are kind of seen that way. But I already mentioned like the best thing to do is just to be alert. 
conservation wise, the Diamondback is doing pretty well. Nice. And they're murder noodles. They're murder noodles. So they're doing just fine. But they're least concerned. One important thing that I will note is that king snakes, which are non venomous species, yeah. are often they found. Them. Yeah, they're often found in the same habitat. And they're resistant to rattlesnake venom, and so they eat them. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they can kind of, like, they're a really good kind of check and balance for this, like, super predator. Well, one thing I was just going to note, too, is, like, another problem that people have with, like, rattlesnakes or running into them a lot is, like, with your dogs, especially if you, like, are hiking with your dog or your dog is off leash. And there's actually a vaccine that you can give, that you can get to your dog. It's not like a hundred percent, but it help. I think there's like statistics that like it increases the chance of survival by like a significant amount if they are bit by a rattlesnake. So if you're in an area that has them and you haven't heard of this, maybe just ask your vet. Because I lived, live, lived, visited an area that had rattlesnakes, and that was like a very common thing for the people that like lived in that area to get their dogs vaccinated for. And like I'm pretty sure. I know someone whose dog got bit and, like, it survived. Holy shit. Because of the vaccine, I think. Anecdotal weird evidence. (laughs) It's like that. Well, I know someone who knows someone who stole (laughs) a penguin from a fucking aquarium. Yeah, I know someone who knows someone whose dog (laughs) lived. Yeah, that's a thing, I think. (laughs) I don't know. I don't have dogs, so I don't really care. My cats are never going to get bit by a rattlesnake, (laughs) so I've never looked into it. But I had dog friends, and they spoke about this thing. I feel like it's real. Um, okay, but, like, vaccines are fake news, so. <laughs> but your dog doesn't know that placebo effect. That's so true. It's going to work on your dog because it can't fucking speak. Okay, TLDL. <laughs> he can't read. We talked about the diamondback rattlesnake, another boy who can't read. <laughs> we focused on the eastern diamondback rattlesnake, uh, but there are two species, eastern and western. They're found in those regions of the United States. Um, the eastern is the largest rattlesnake. I keep saying rattlesnake. Rattle snake. It's like I've got a stuffy <laughs> dog. Are you? Oh well. Hello. hello. That's my job. Hey everyone. This is Fauna from another time. Uh, we had some issues with the end of this episode. We had some unfortunate audio, and we did not want to subject all of you to that. So I'm going to wrap up our TLDL here and do our outro and everything. And my best advice, if you want the creme de la creme of the information and all the funny jokes, go listen to the episode. Don't listen to the TLDL. Who does that? Go listen to all those facts and those good jokes right from the source. Anyway, this week we talked about the diamondback rattlesnake. Uh, We talked a little bit about how they're ambush predators, and they do very well in a terrestrial setting. They're also quite good swimmers, not very good climbers. This boy doesn't have any hands, so he's not going to be doing a whole lot of climbing, but he's very adept at living in a lot of different habitats, and so his conservation situation is least concern. Being a venomous snake, he does inject his prey with venom. This is different from poisonous snakes, which are uh, when the poison is absorbed either through the skin or you consume it. A lot of misconceptions are out there concerning venomous versus poisonous, and more than likely, if you're thinking about a snake and it has some sort of uh, venom or poison to it, you're probably thinking of a venomous snake. There are a few poisonous ones out there, but if it's injected by a mechanical means, like snake fangs, then it's venomous. We also talked a little bit about uh, some of the prey that he likes to eat. He's a carnivore, so he's going to eat other animals, and he specializes in eating ground mammals, birds, and insects. And... The venom does a lot of wicked things to the body. So first and foremost, our best advice is just to avoid coming into contact with him in the first place. He's got a rattle, which is there for his protection. He's going to use it to ward off any predators that are trying to take him out or uh, try to add to his intimidation factor. And it's a really important part of being able to do that, and that comes from shedding. So every time he goes through a shed, a little bit more of that rattle is added on. If you come across a rattlesnake on a hike or in your backyard, wherever you may be, our best advice is just to avoid him. Uh, They're going to be there because there's a source of food nearby, which makes sense, right? If you're at the Golden Corral, you're not going to, you're not going to leave. That's the best place on earth. So he's hanging out there because there's a food source nearby. So if you want to get rid of rattlesnakes, make sure that you cut off the food supply. Um, But again, if you come across him, just leave him alone, back away, don't invade his space, He definitely doesn't want to mess with you, so don't mess with him. 
if for whatever reason you ever are bitten by a rattlesnake, we talked about some of the things that you should do and some of the things that you should not do. The most important thing is that you try to seek medical help immediately, ideally within 30 minutes. But other than that, if you can remain calm, move to a seated position, make sure that the bite is lower than your heart level, and don't try to clean it, don't try to suck venom out, that's nothing, don't do that. Uh, If you're also wearing any tight clothing or jewelry, carefully try to remove that and try to stay calm. Oftentimes when people come across rattlesnakes or if they have been attacked by one, their immediate knee-jerk reaction is going to be to kill it, but please don't do that. This guy has a really important role in society. (laughs) He works hard for society, Uh, but he's an important role in the ecosystem in that he works as a predator. He keeps prey populations in check. Um, he's a good indicator of the health of an environment. So he's he's very important. He has inherent value, and he doesn't deserve to die just because you came across him. Uh, if you are bitten by a rattlesnake and you're looking for retaliation, don't do that. Just leave. You want to get out of the area so he doesn't bite you again. But also understand that killing him just because he has the ability to harm you is not a very good excuse. So don't do it. Just give him their space. And as mentioned previously, if you don't want rattlesnakes around, make sure you cut off that food supply. And oftentimes you can contact your local fish and game department and they will relocate a rattlesnake without killing it from a residential area. So if you're worried about your kids, your dogs, yourself, whatever it may be, give that an option next time as opposed to just chopping his head off. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Uh, If you guys are interested in hearing more Keeper Chat, please check us out on all of our social media platforms. We're active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also have all of our other episodes on KeeperChatPodcast.com. And if you're interested in having a say in what types of animals we talk about each week, please, we highly recommend joining us at patreon.com slash keeperchat. We have two different tiers that you can join, each with their own perks, but things like bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and ability to interact with us one-on-one are just a few of those. So we really hope that you guys consider checking that out. We have a great community there, and it's a lot of fun, especially during quarantine. This month, uh, when this episode comes out, you'll have a few days left. But for the remaining few days of May, we're doing a special bonus rat rave program. If you guys go and rate and review us on iTunes, normally we donate $5 to conservation organization of our patrons' choice. However, this month, we're donating $10. So we're doubling down and we're putting our money where our mouth is, making our mark, making sure that that money goes a good long way. So this is your time. This is your chance uh, to spend a few extra minutes dig up that old iTunes password and try to find that old account and leave us a rating or review. One note that we will say is that you do need to leave a rating and a review in order for us to be able to process it. That's pretty much it. We hope you guys are having a great week. We hope you guys are hanging in there, uh, staying safe during quarantine, staying healthy and looking out for each other. We'll check y'all on the flip side. Smell you later.